This is the Everyday Mind Podcast, the place where we come together to talk about living a life of notice, creating more connected relationships, and ditching the hustle as you establish the life and business you've always wanted. I'm Naftali Roberts, your host and guide, as we journey together exploring the everyday mind. Are you ready? Let's go. Sorry, not right now. I'll have to get back to you on that. Tweet, 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 tweet. Those are birds. If you have been in business or selling things or creating things for any length of time, you have probably faced the feeling that I'm talking about today. That feeling is the feeling of disappointment and rejection. One of the spaces that many of us can get stuck as we build an on-purpose life and business and as we create in our lives is the place of disappointment and rejection. We feel it and it really can either propel us forward and or the place that a lot of us go, it can cause us to question ourselves what we are creating, what we are putting out in the world, and it can really derail us. Today, I want to talk to you, my friends, really honestly about how to feel disappointment, how to be rejected or not get the bid or not sell a product that you've put your heart and your soul into creating or not getting Yeah, a film made that you've written and spent so much time on. I mean, there's just so many different ways we feel disappointment and rejection each and every day or often when we are building our businesses or when we are trying to sell. A long, long time ago, yes, it is story time. I, as someone that did not grow up in Southern California, a long, long time ago, when I was in my early 20s, I drove from a faraway place called the Inland Empire. For those of you that are not from California, that's about an hour from Hollywood. And it's a it's an area of Southern California that is not palm trees and luxurious life. It's just where the everyday people live. And it is also where I worked for two years after college at a group home where I was a house parent. That is a story for another day and one of my favorite parts of my life. But when I moved there right after college, I had not spent a lot of time going to Hollywood. So as often would happen, me and my friends who were not from California would go to the luxurious part of the state, or so we believed, called Hollywood. We wanted to see what this life that everyone talked about was, that a lot of people longed to be in. So we drove to Hollywood. Okay, I'm going to stop doing that. I'm sure it's annoying. So I remember one of the first times I drove to the part of town called Hollywood. I had been there, I think, once or twice, but like for a specific reason. Um, Maybe I'd gone with a friend to the Pantages Theater to see a show. So that's like right on the edge. 
But this was the first time that we were like, we're going to go and explore the area. And so we drove to an area that I now know is called West Hollywood to go to these like really cool, hip, secondhand clothes stores. And I remember vividly how my body started to feel in this place. It was a feeling that I hadn't felt before. My, I just, I started to feel anxious and overwhelmed. I didn't know what was going on. I was like, I'm going shopping. Why am I feeling this? And I, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this, but I, I am a big feeler. And so I do often feel other people's feelings. So it was like, what is going on? And I was in my early twenties. So I didn't know distinctly that I felt everyone else's feelings at that time. And I just started to feel so sad. I felt these waves of sad and lonely. And I just, I needed to get away. I, I didn't know what it was, but I knew that whatever was going on around me, I could not be a part of. I remember going home and writing in my journal that night and just starting to process what I experienced. And when I put words to the feeling that I felt It was this feeling of constant disappointment and rejection. And I knew that I had hit the nail on the head because when I wrote it, when I wrote about disappointment and rejection, I felt it. I started to cry. And it was in that journal that I wrote, I will never, ever choose to go back to Hollywood again. I will never actively choose to be a part of a thing or a life where disappointment and rejection is just status quo because I don't want to feel that way again. Well, the funny thing about what we say in our early 20s is that we don't always know ourselves. We don't know what life holds for us. So what life held for me, my friends, is that a few years later, I would leave the Inland Empire and I would go to college at Azusa Pacific for graduate school. And that would take me just a little bit closer to this place that I did not want to feel. And then I would move a little bit closer once again, my second year of grad school, moving to Pasadena. And I would start to meet a group of people who would later become people that I adore. They are my people. And these people were creative. They were filmmakers and musicians and artists and thought leaders and makers. And they were people that I got and they got me, but they scared me because they wanted to be a part of this place where disappointment and rejection was constant. And I wasn't sure I could cope with it. And I wrestled with it. I pulled out that journal and I remember that feeling. And then I'm, I'm so glad I did. I was like, well, I'm going to just start. I'm going to start seeing maybe I can be okay with this thing called disappointment. Maybe I can deal with rejection. And I could. So the funny piece to the story, when I look back now at a wise old age of 37 at the time of this recording, is that when I look around me, my entire life now 
most of it, I guess, is surrounded and interwoven with this feeling that I so wanted to never feel. You know, I didn't know in my early 20s that I was going to pick a lifestyle where I was an entrepreneur and that I constantly had to deal with people saying no, with business not always going the way I planned, with disappointments happening when people didn't say yes. I didn't know that I was going to meet and marry my dear husband who is an artist and a person involved in the entertainment community. And I didn't know that my life was going to be filled with so many moments of being disappointed, being rejected. Because right, when people say no to us, especially when it's something we've created or made or we've poured our soul into, it feels like rejection. They may and often don't mean it as a rejection, but it feels that way, my friends, right? And I want to validate that to you. I know and see you. I know what that feels like. And so that's why I wanted to come today and just be really real and vulnerable and talk about when in our lives and our businesses we experience that sadness, that disappointment, that rejection, that loss that can come from not making a sale, not having people understand or appreciate what we've created or not putting money forth. How do you sit and then move forward with that feeling? So first, when you feel it, I want you to create space where that feeling is okay. Don't be like early 20s Naftali who ran away from it and made a decree never to have that happen again. Because what happens when we do that in our lives and our businesses, we stop creating, we stop making, and we stop learning from the nose and learning from our nose is the only way that with intention we can create and then we can create profit if we so desire from our creation. So we have to be willing to say to ourselves and to others, yeah, today I am sad. Today I am disappointed. And today and in this moment, I am feeling like I don't know what's next because I thought this was the thing that was what's next. I thought this was the yes I had been waiting for. I thought that this was my next thing because, right, we're always looking for the next thing and that there's an unhealthiness to that that can happen. And I've done episodes and I'm sure I will share more about it. Because being present in the moment is where we learn. And that's why I encourage you, sit with the disappointment. Sit with the rejection. Don't run away from it because you can't learn from it when you run away. Hey friends, I'm going to get you back into the episode in a hot second. But I wanted to jump in here quickly and let you know about an amazing opportunity we have going on right now for free to get you moving towards being a consistent creative. 
If you were listening to this episode at the time of its release, then you're going to be able to go through this five-day challenge where we are going to move you towards being free of imposter syndrome, knowing how to consistently create when you're lacking creative spark, or you're feeling like you're not enough or not good enough in comparison to others. You're going to leave knowing what to create first when there are so many ideas in that mind of yours and not enough time to create them all. And you will leave knowing and having grown a personalized creative workflow that leaves you feeling motivated, proud, and consistently taking small steps forward. So how are you going to join? Head on over to naftaliroberts.com forward slash consistent creative, and that will get you signed up for one, all the awesome training that's going to be happening in the On Purpose Creatives Facebook group, but as well, some additional trainings that is going to be coming from me to you in your inbox each and every day of that five-day challenge. Now, you're listening and you're like, oh no, I missed it. I was not listening yet to this podcast on August 12th through the 16th of 2019, but that sounds awesome. It's not too late. You can still head on over if you're not already part of our amazing community of on-purpose creatives, then go join the group and look in the training section of the Facebook group where I will be putting all of the amazing trainings from this challenge. I can't wait to have you all come hang out with me as we journey together to be consistent as creatives because it's possible and we can do it. Let's jump back in. So create space when you get a no. Maybe put it in the whatever way you plan that when you get no's, you're going to take 10, 15 minutes and you're going to go for a walk and it's going to be a ritual. Rituals are so stinking important in our lives and I really wish we had more of them. Kind of a side note, we are Protestant Christians that our family is and I grew up with that kind of cultural and belief system But I have always, always, always really longed to be more a part of a community that really likes the ritual, the liturgical. So funny story, when I was a kid, because I was an odd child, like a really odd child, I went through a couple year period where I really desperately wanted to be Amish Yeah, I know, weird. But one of the reasons I really, really wanted to be Amish when I was little is that they had a ritual of ways that they did things. And I was like, this is beautiful and intriguing to me. And it felt safe and warm. And so, you know, I had that. And then I really, I went through a period in college where I like read and did all of studying on the Jewish culture. And I love, love, love that ritual. And I love... So my oldest child, he is six right now, and he, I don't know, since about the time he was four, fell head over heels in love, like L-O-V-E, with 
the Jewish culture. And he has been such an impactful part of our life and our family tradition. So now we celebrate Hanukkah in our family. And I'm sure if he knew about some of the other festivals and rituals, we would do that too, because ritual is just important. And so it's important to have a ritual or a routine that you do to feel your feelings of disappointment and rejection because they're going to happen and running away and ignoring them doesn't serve us. So have a plan, have something that you do to recognize first, not, you're not going to join, jump to the second thing first, but to recognize that you have gotten a no. And you know what a no means? It means it, you act for a yes, and that is huge, and it should be celebrated. So grieve that no, acknowledge it, don't run away from that feeling, and then have a plan to also celebrate what you will learn from this no. As a side note, and a really important side note, so maybe it should just be a note, I want you to, while you are grieving this, because this is where the rubber meets the road, this is where something's in your pudding, I don't remember that phrase, but know what narrative, what story are you letting yourself right now, if there are any, tell yourself about this now, and then move past that, if it's not a healthy one. This is going to be huge if you do it. If you don't do it, it will not be important to you because only things that you do have impact. Listening to this podcast, great first step. But if you don't apply any of it, my friends, I'm glad that you've hung out with me today, but it's not going to change or shift anything. So commit. Make it part of your no plan that you're going to notice what story are you telling yourself today? Are you, what are you saying this means about you? What are you saying this means about future potential? And how, how can you let this go? And more importantly, what do you need to think about right now? What do you need to believe that will allow you to let go of any unhelpful narrative you may be getting? For example, sometimes if I'm having a not so on purpose day, I can very easily, if someone tells me no, in terms of like, maybe I've had a really great conversation with them and I've offered them one-on-one coaching or a strategy call. And they're like, yes, yes, yes. That sounds amazing. This is the cost. Mm, No, like I, I don't, I don't want to spend money right now or it's not time. And that's fair. It's fair. Like I'm not upset at them. But I'm sad, especially when I meet some of y'all that I'm like, oh my goodness, we would do such great work. And your creativity could be unlocked. Your life and your relationships could be fuller. You won't, don't have to feel all the stress. I could go on. And then for whatever reason, it's a no. And I feel sad. But on days I'm not careful, I let that sadness turn into a narrative about myself. I let it become the space where I'm like, oh, they must not have liked me, or I must not be good enough, or I'm never going to get a yes again. That is a silly one, but one my brain goes to. 
or I don't even know, but you've been there, guys. You've been there. So have a plan. Know your no ritual. It should be a way to grieve and a way to celebrate that you asked for a yes, and you got a no, which means you asked. You put yourself out there. That should be celebrated. And then know your narrative and create a new one. That is the way when you let yourself feel that disappointment, you understand that it's okay to have that happen. And you know that you can get up tomorrow. You can go back to making in 15 minutes because you know that you are okay and that rejection and a no does not define you, but instead it empowers you to move forward. Go forth be on purpose, celebrate, and grieve those no's. I can't wait to hear from you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to The Everyday Mind. Here's what I want you to do next. Take a screenshot of the episode you just listened to, head on over to Instagram stories, and share there all about why you've been loving The Everyday Mind podcast. Tag me, Naftali V. Roberts, and share so that more people can continue to grow their life of notice so they can build the life and business they always wanted. If you really love me, please head and leave a rating and review so that more people can continue to hear and get encouraged and the tips and tricks to grow a life of notice and build that business on purpose. Have a great day and I'll talk to you all soon.